You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. I am Steven Serta. It is Thursday, January 18th. Moving along, divisional round week as we get geared up for the Chiefs Sunday evening contest against the Buffalo Bills. Massive AFC matchup to try to see who's going to play in the AFC championship game this season. So let me welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Uh, Sween, before we turn to the Chiefs and Bills and get in the injury report and everything, I just want to get your thoughts on uh, Jason Kelsey apparently has not announced his retirement. So uh, if anybody was worried about Travis Kelsey and doesn't believe what he said last week, that he's not going to retire after this season, um, maybe we still have to wait to, to feel confident about that because uh, Jason Kelsey has not officially announced his retirement just yet. Yeah, it, it is interesting. It- it came out in a report from Adam Schefter night of that Jason had talked to his teammates and said that this was going to be it. But he came back and, and said, he's you know, still thinking about it. And it's been a handful of these over the years. I mean, Adam Schefter's probably like at a 99.9% clip uh, at this point. So I wonder if certain things were said where uh, was it, necessarily confirming retirement but leaning that way and it was taken out of context uh it's tough um i you know <laughs> we laugh about it now but tom brady essentially came out of retirement because that chef <laughs> announced it too early and not on his terms uh it sounded like um so this isn't the first time we've been uh in this uh in this particular scenario but we'll see um if you're asking me for my opinion i i think he'll retire but uh, just not ready to to confirm it to everybody quite yet it is kind of bogus like it, it's can that be the one thing that newsbreakers don't have to leak ahead of time like give right. give these guys an opportunity to end things on their own terms that's that's He's really all couple, i care about there's been a couple controversial ones now i mean kelsey's probably on the the, the lesser end of controversy but Tom Brady was certainly very controversial with Schefter and Brady. And then, of course, uh, there was the Andrew Luck uh, announcement where he broke the news and they suddenly had to have a a press conference right away. And I, I think you make a good point. It, it seems like maybe there should be a precedent sent that that um, even if you do find out 
should be an Astrobud player. Yeah, I, I totally agree. These guys, uh, future Hall of Famers, I, I think, have earned the right to announce their retirements on their own terms and, and not have that leaked by Adam Schefter because somebody from the Eagles locker room shot him a text after a devastating loss that ended their season where they looked absolutely terrible against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. But got a massive matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills on Sunday evening. And, you know, by Sunday night, we will know who is in the AFC championship game as the Texans take on the Ravens on Saturday afternoon. So, we will know who the Chiefs' possible opponent is, who the Bills' possible opponent is by Sunday evening. But obviously, this is a team with uh, a ton of history. And, and really, right now, Pete, it's in the modern-day NFL. I don't think there's a better quarterback rivalry than Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Like, we can get into the the Burrow stuff. Like, obviously, the Bengals, and, and we know, like, Jamar Chase and everything. Like, th- those teams really don't like each other. But I think there's a lot of respect between this Chiefs and Bills team. And I think there's a lot of respect between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. But this rivalry comes because these guys are are in there every year. These guys are in the mix every year. They are two of the absolute biggest difference makers in modern day football. And for the most part, Patrick Mahomes has always gotten the better of Josh Allen. Despite the regular season record, Patrick Mahomes has always found a way to win these games when they matter most in the playoffs. Yeah, it's got to be incredibly frustrating to fans of the Buffalo Bills and of the Bills organization because uh, they're tied. And when it comes to just the record of the, these last couple games uh, since 2020, 3-3, but the Chiefs have gotten the two in the postseason, and that kind of tips the scale. And so they're finally looking to get it done in the postseason. They have the home field advantage. And I talked about this on the AP radio. I know you're probably going to be putting out the, the replay um, a little bit later today, but I just think it – it's such a case for Buffalo. Like, if not now, man, this is never going to happen. And you have the number two seed. You have it in your building. Uh, conditions are, are going to be cold. Not, not to say the Chiefs didn't succeed in their own cold environment in Kansas City. But I just think the way they're playing, the Kansas City kind of being in a, a down year by their standards, this is uh, their golden opportunity. And we'll see if they can take advantage of it on, on Sunday. Yeah, I feel like we talked about it a few years ago when the Chiefs lost the AFC Championship game to the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, and all all season long, it was defenses have adjusted. the The entire league changed how they played defense to stop Patrick Mahomes in the Kansas City Chiefs. And this season has been even more frustrating than that season, where at least in that one, you, you felt like they had the answers if they could just figure out the game plan part of it. And this season, it's been like, well, mistakes. They don't have anybody to throw the ball to. They, they don't have anybody who's reliable. And this offense just continues to to kill themselves week after week. And now all of a sudden, we're sitting here, divisional round of the playoffs, and it feels like there's finally optimism that the Chiefs have figured it out with Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey, Isaiah Pacheco. Like, that is the formula. Don't turn the ball over. And your defense is a championship-caliber defense. And so the the season that felt like it was totally up in the air, totally wide open for the AFC, all of a sudden feels like the Chiefs are this sneaky playoff team again. They they can really ruin everybody's party. And it's insane. When you think about heading into next season, obviously they got a lot of question marks on the defensive side of the ball. But we have to assume that they're going to address the wide receiver position, that they're going to try to improve the offense in whatever way they can headed into next season. 
So this truly is the Bills' best opportunity to try to best the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. And we'll find out if they can get it done on Sunday night because I don't know if that Bills roster, the way it's currently made up, they got a lot of veterans, they got a lot of expensive contracts. Like this is their window right now to try to get this done and get over the hump against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it has to be right now for Buffalo. I mean, that that that's the extent of it. And if Kansas City wins, I mean, that's just going to be such a devastating blow to their organization and everything that they've been trying to build toward. And you're right. Um, you know, and, and it's okay to say this. The Chiefs are flawed. I mean, they really are uh, this year. It doesn't mean they can't win uh, the game, but I just think Buffalo has to look at this and say, this is our our one chance to maybe be at least on even playing field. Because I, I think you're right. I think Brett Beach is going to reinvest in this offense in the offseason, and it's going to look a lot better. Um, they're going to bring in some some well-known names or well-known name, and I'm sure they're going to draft a receiver that they like. And suddenly, you know, Patrick Mahomes could have weapons again. And you bring in more pass catchers, things are going to be better for Travis Kelsey next year. Just a harder offense to defend. So this is this is a a, a big chance um, for Buffalo. Uh, unfortunate uh, on their side in the sense that they're very very uh, hurt right now. Kansas City comes in with a a lot of a lot of health, and that that's an edge. That's going to be a significant edge uh, in this game. I still think that it, it's just a, a, a matchup that's very, very close. Uh, and so for me, uh, we are now, what, three games to go if the Chiefs keep winning. Each game, um, you're going to have to play cleaner and cleaner football. Like, I, I, I think this is the last week maybe you can afford one turnover, but that's about it. Um, you know, if, you, if the Chiefs turn the ball over twice, they're going to lose. Uh, no other way to say it. And I think when they get to the AFC title game, uh, be it against uh, the Ravens or the Texans. They're probably not going to be able to afford the turn of football or certainly not when they get to the Super Bowl. So um, it's ramping up. This is uh, this is go time. You got to play perfect football against an evenly matched team. Yeah. And that Buffalo Bills defense for, you know, the issues and the growing pains that they've had this season, the injuries like during this stretch where they've won all these games in a row. They turn the football over, and that's one of the things that their defense does best. Uh, the Chiefs had two turnovers in their last matchup, which Buffalo won. So this offense absolutely cannot turn the ball over on Sunday. I, I totally agree with you. Like, If you have one, you can live with it. You, you see how much it costs you. But if they turn the ball over multiple times, I just don't see them winning this game. So absolutely have to continue to take care of the football. Can't have the costly mistakes, but... Getting into the injury report for the Kansas City Chiefs, um, you know, f- for them, you you mentioned how how many injuries Buffalo is dealing with right now. But for the Kansas City Chiefs, got a pretty healthy injury report ahead of this one. Derek Nottie is the only Chief that did not practice on Wednesday. He's dealing with a tricep injury. Kadarius Tony was limited again. Justin Ross was limited. Jerry Sneed was limited, but I, I don't think that's anything we need to worry about. That's just kind of been typical for Sneed o- over the last few weeks or so. And then. The Chiefs announced that Sky Moore is returning to practice and has an opportunity to get activated from injured reserve. Uh, if the Chiefs can stay alive on Sunday, I'd be pretty shocked if Sky Moore is active on Sunday. But that's something to continue to monitor as we move along this week. Clyde Edwards-Alaire got out of the proverbial mass doghouse, I, I think, toward the end of the year with Isaiah Pacheco out. just proven that he could be an asset to the team. Uh, probably was the least favorite Chief heading into that stretch. And I think, based upon some comments I got yesterday, Steve, uh, I think Sky Moore and Marquez Valdez-Gantling kind of share that that role right now of just being on um, 
the bad side of, of the fan base because word got out that that more was back in practice i i tweeted it out posted it whatever you want to call it and just the responses were no you know so we don't we don't need him back in the lineup it kind of would be uh you know to to make light of it, subtraction by addition that type of thing but i i think they just want to have as many possible options as you know as they can and if he came back into the mix, Steve, I don't, I don't think it would be eating into anybody's snap. I think they've kind of had a rotation set that they like. Um, but who knows? You know, who knows what, what they end up doing? I'm not even sure he gets activated this week. Might just be a thing where they ramp up. Chiefs typically give the, the player a week to get reacclimated before uh, trying to get him ready for a game. So I'm not even sure Moore will be activated. But he is, he is back to practice right now. Yeah, um, it, it really feels like over the last few weeks of the season and last week um, in a Chiefs playoff win, it, it feels like they finally found the offensive rotation that works. So don't mess with it, please. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah Sky Moore, uh, it's, we, we've seen enough of him this season. Um, you know, maybe he can bounce back next year and kind of make something of his NFL career so far. But there's no reason to ruin the rotation right now. I, I totally agree with you. It feels like they found something here. Um, no, no reason to change things up at all. And also worth mentioning on the Chiefs injury report, uh, Wanye Morris was a full participant dealing with that concussion. So he's back to practice. So I think that's something to monitor this week as uh, as as we move along here. Um, I'm sure the Chiefs won't give us any any kind of official uh, decision or anything on that, whether it's going to be Wanye Morris getting the start or Donovan Smith. I tend to think that they'll stick with the veteran just based off of his performance last week and it, it being the postseason. And we saw the growing pains of of the rookie Wanye Morris late in the year. So I tend to think it's Donovan Smith's job for now, but that's still something to watch in case he struggles. Maybe we see Wanye Morris get in on Sunday. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is Smith. Uh, I think that because they looked so good you know, an efficient last week, um, efficient moving the ball, you know, between the 20s. We, you know, the red zone is a whole other conversation, but I think the offense, I think we all saw was ticking a lot better last week. And Andy Reid, during these type of moments and stretches in the past, has kind of subscribed to, well, if it wasn't broken, let's not fix anything. Let's not go crazy and, and you know, reshape the wheel. Um, and I think Donovan Smith uh, stays in there. But, you know, what you get out of that is a good backup at left tackle and Wanye and, I believe the right tackle would be Lucas Niang, if not for Wanye uh, popping over. You got Allegretti uh, back in the, the lineup in the middle. We've seen in the past postseason stretches of the Chiefs, you know, needing offensive line depth when things happen. So um, not the worst thing in the world to have a decision to make it left tackle. But, yeah, I do believe it'll be semester. For the Bills injury report, it's kind of what we talked about yesterday. Uh, Gabe Davis did not practice on Wednesday. Leonard Floyd and Von Miller did not practice, but it was just kind of a veteran rest. Uh, linebacker Terrell Bernard also did not practice dealing with an ankle injury. That's another injury to uh, seriously monitor. Balen Spector out with a back injury. Christian Benford out uh, with a knee injury. Taylor Rapp out with a calf injury. And punter Sam Martin also did not practice with a hamstring, though I, I believe they signed another punter. So might be up to a backup punter for the Bills on Sunday night. And then Cornerback Rasul Douglas, who I mentioned yesterday, did not play last week, but mentioned after the game that he was healthy enough to play. He expects to go. So he logged a limited session on Wednesday, but expect the Bills to have their top cornerback, at least in while they might be dealing with several other key defensive injuries. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, a team that's up against it a little bit. Um, and I think that can play into the Chiefs advantage. Uh, you saw the Chiefs 
uh, take advantage of a a you know bruised and beaten Dolphins defense last week, as we were mentioning, and being able to run the football to an extent and work their way down the field. And so you're happy, hoping for a repeat performance. And then, as I mentioned, you just want to improve on the, the two for six in the red zone. You know, I, I think that Buffalo is going to score. You know, I, I do. Um, not to say that the Chiefs defense is going to be embarrassed or anything like that. I, I, I see them getting to at least 21. And who knows if they settle for a few field goals in the range of, what, 27-ish. Um, and so the Chiefs are going to have to find a way to move the ball. Uh, it plays to their advantage that the, the Bills are missing uh, a bunch of defensive pieces. Yeah, uh, that that's going to be key. So so pay really close attention to the Bills injury report ahead of this one. Um, you know, I, I think we are going to be in for a good game. I do think the Bills are going to score points. So the Chiefs will have to score points on Sunday night and avoid the turnover. So hopefully we're in for another playoff classic between these two teams. Uh as always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review everything that we were doing right here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. We should hear from the coordinators later on this afternoon, so make sure you're on the lookout for that. Get an update on the Chiefs injury report, and as always, we'll have everything you need to know at arrowheadpride.com. You can follow Pete on Twitter at PGSween. I'm Stephen Sir. That's where you can find me. We will talk to you guys tomorrow morning with a live edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. Hey there, it's Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride, and I'm excited to announce a new element of the Arrowhead Pride experience for diehard Chiefs fans. It's our brand new newsletter, Arrowhead Pride Premier. It's obviously an exciting time as the Chiefs enter this season, looking to become the first back-to-back Super Bowl champs in nearly 20 years. Arrowhead Pride Premier is a newsletter delivered to your inbox twice a week from me. For $50, you'll get an annual subscription packed with insider coverage from yours truly and new in-depth analysis from voices around Kansas. Kansas City. It's all about what I'm seeing and hearing around the team. During the season, we'll deliver a newsletter ahead of each game to get ready for Sunday and a newsletter after each game to unpack exactly what happened. In the offseason, the party won't stop. We'll still be covering the biggest stories and all the offseason's twists and turns will show up in your inbox on a regular basis. Subscribe to Arrowhead Pride premiere today at arrowheadpride.com slash subscribe.